Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. And joining us now is Jonathan Evans, an author, speaker, and former NFL fullback who spent time with the Cowboys, Chargers, Titans, Bills, Redskins, and Texans. He currently serves as the chaplain of the Dallas Cowboys and co-chaplain of the Dallas Mavericks. Dr. Tony Evans is his dad, and they wrote a book called Get in the Game, a practical guidebook filled with sports analogies and spiritual truths. They also have a new movie coming out called Kingdom Men Rising, which will be in theaters April 29th and 30th. He's married with four kids. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. So we're, we're going to talk all about the movie and, and about your, your faith journey, but, but I want to start with a little sports talk, and we got to talk Cowboys and, and Mavs. So, so Dirk Nowitzki, <laughs> he, he just wrapped up his, his career and, and announced his retirement. So what did you appreciate most about him as a, a player on and off the floor? Well, just as a person, you know, he's a very grounded uh, person. And what I mean by that is, is not only do I, did I know him as the Mavericks chaplain, but I also knew him as a ball boy. Uh, oh. I think I was a ball boy with the Mavericks back when I was maybe uh, 15, 16 years old. Wow. And, of course, he was still there. It tells you how long <laughs> his career has been. Um, but he would be, you know, he's always the, one, of those, one of those guys in the locker room who would, who would always speak, say hello, even as a ball boy, just kind of smile at me, wink at me, give me a thumbs up. I mean, that was just, he paid attention to, you know, I would say the, the little people and, uh, and that just that just says a lot. And then as a chaplain, when I would walk in, he'd say, "Hey, you know," he just he just continued that um, his entire career. And so it's just great to be around a grounded person um, that that lives on the ground, even though he's made it to great heights. Wow, what a, what a cool perspective from Jonathan Evans, uh, co-chaplain of the Dallas Mavericks. And then also you're the you're chaplain of the Dallas Cowboys, and, and the big the big story from from my perspective is how how Jason Witten has come out of retirement and is returning to the Cowboys. So so what was your initial reaction when when you heard that he was returning? Well, I thought you know it's going to be great leadership for our team. It's going to help uh, take the young guys to the next level. What he's able to provide on the field, but definitely off the field as well. You know, Jason Wooden is a field general. Um, uh, he, he's best when he's on the ground and he's with the guys and he's uh, um, showing his skill and contributing on the field. But he does a lot for the locker room as well. And so anytime you can have a guy come back um, who knows the game inside and out and is able to contribute the way he's going to be able to do in the locker room and to just the maturity of the team as they move forward, I, it can't do anything but help. So it's going to be it's going to be great for the team, but it's also going to be good for Witten. I know he misses being on the on the field, and uh, and he still um, has enough juice in the tank to do it. So he might as well. So I'm, I'm excited for him. There you go. It's it's going to be fun to see, and, and can't wait to to see him back out there for sure. Well, well, for those listeners that that aren't necessarily familiar with the role of a team chaplain, how do you describe your involvement with the Mavs and, and Cowboys? 
Well, it's basically I have more involvement with the Cowboys just because of the way things are set up with that organization. But it's basically a team pastor. I mean, in the off season, I spend a lot of time uh, doing marriage counseling with the guys and marrying them. Um, we cool. do personal counseling. I do, um, uh, which would be their Sunday service, which happens on Saturday night because they play on Sundays. But we have a service um, where I where I preach the word of God to them, and uh, and sometimes have uh, speakers come in and and give them uh, a good word. And then we have Bible studies during the week. They have Bible studies. The players have Bible studies on Fridays. The coaches on Saturdays. And so we do book studies, whether it's a uh, Kingdom Man, which I know we'll talk about Kingdom Man rising in a minute, but we've done the book studies from Kingdom Man to No More Excuses, and really just building them up as men, uh, and not just men, but the men men that submit themselves to God. And so, um, and so that's what we do. I mean, it's really just a team pastor role. Whatever you think a pastor does in a church, uh, those those low hanging fruits of that job description is what I do as the team chaplain. And so. That's how it works, but I'm able to build great relationships because I travel to every game, home or away, um, as it relates to the Cowboys. Couldn't do that with the Mavericks. That's way too many games. (laughs) But but with the the Cowboys, I do it that way. So it provides an opportunity to build relationship, build trust, and ultimately to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. He's Jonathan Evans. He's an author, a speaker, and and former NFL fullback and, and a chaplain. Uh, with the Cowboys. So so what are the most rewarding and, and maybe most challenging aspects uh, of being a chaplain? Well, I mean, I, I guess the most challenging is that the team changes every year. Ah. And so whether it's basketball or football, you're always going to have new guys in and the guys that you built relationships with leave. You just have to believe that those seeds have been planted for the next chaplain for whatever team they go to. Um, but it's, all, you know, every year you're getting to know new people. And uh, so it's just kind of one of those one of those things where there's always transition. So that's that's always the hardest thing. But the most rewarding thing is seeing the guys who, you know, have been there for four or five years and that discipleship, you know, finally starting to kick in. Uh, You see uh, life changes. You see uh, guys accept Jesus Christ. You see them trying to be the man off the field that they are on the field, which is, um, you know, the ability to produce. Uh, for for any coach, you know, if I consider myself a spiritual life coach, you always want to see your players playing at the highest level. That that's right, no question about it. When you interact with these guys and and you're having you know deep conversations with, with a lot of them, what what are some of the the biggest struggles that that you find professional athletes deal with that are actually similar to the common man and, and the you know the conversations that you have with, with regular guys, whether in church or out of church that you just find are, are a lot of similarities that, that, that all men are dealing with. Yeah, and it, it, the, the major thing with the players is freedom. Mm-hmm. It is the ability to experience the gift that they've already been given. And so uh, they have been given a gift to play the game at a high level. They have been given rewards because of the gift that they have to play at a high level. But with all of that mounds on them a pressure that they're not able to shake. And so a lot of it is freedom. You know, there are big contracts that they get and that their goal becomes subconsciously to live up to those contracts. Well, uh, if your goal is to live up to a $60 million contract, well, you're going to have a hard time doing that because you're, even though you're a great player, you're still going to make mistakes. So if you're living up to a contract instead of, or, or playing for a contract instead of playing for God, um, then you will, um, uh, be subject to to the, what comes with all of those requirements. You'll be subject to every nuance that's in, I would say, the contract of law. 
And and because you you made yourself subject to the law and not the grace that you've been given by God or the gifts that you've been given by God, then you basically be you become overwhelmed with trying to live up to that standard. It's the same thing with uh, with people as it relates uh, to grace. If you don't understand grace and you try to live based on law, mm. then all the law is going to show you is how bad of a player you really are. Huh. And so I try to help them to understand that if you play for God then everything else underneath that will be satisfied. But if you play for a contract, you'll try to live up to a law that you can never live up to. And so it's, the, it's their ability to learn how to play with freedom, even though there is a contract, but not let the contract define how they play. Ooh, man, strong words from Jonathan Evans here on Unpacking It. He's an author, speaker, and former NFL fullback. And he's a, a part of a, a new documentary called Kingdom Men Rising. Uh, he, he's associated with, of course, his, his dad, Dr. Tony Evans, and, and, and this also features some of our, our former Unpacking It guests, Tim Brown, Tony Dungy, and Troy Vincent. And, and so th- this film explores what it means to be a real man in, in the midst of cultural trends. So, so what was the vision and the passion behind making this movie Kingdom Men Rising? Well, uh, the the vision and passion is clear as it relates to um, God is calling men back to the position that he has originally placed men in, and that is the position um, of leadership. That is the position of family. Um, that is the position of of, of uh, dominion and rule that, that was given to us in the garden. And, and it was given to us, male and female, but obviously the instruction in Genesis 2 came to the male first. And because of Adam's passivity, in Genesis 3-6, you see that, um, you know, the, the snake came to Eve, and, and she took the fruit and had the conversation. But in Genesis 3-6, it says, and Adam was with her. That means he allowed it to happen. And men today in our culture are allowing things to happen and participating in the things that shouldn't be allowed to happen, which is why you have a culture that's devolving. And so it's time to call men back to the responsibility that has been given to us by God. And if Adam would have took care of his responsibility, the garden uh, would still be the garden that God intended and not the garden that sin infused. And so um, the, the vision behind that is really giving uh, a biblically, biblically uh, inspiring message uh, to men uh, based on, you know, guys who have done it, you know, uh, Tony Dungy, uh, Tim Brown, you know, John Kitna, Tony Evans. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of men in this movie who have accomplished great things, but they haven't lost sight of the greatest accomplishment of all, which is being the man that God has called you to be. And not in some areas of the life, but all areas of life as an individual, um, in the family, um, as it relates to how you're connected and how you serve, mm. uh, your church and, uh, and then having that spill over to our community, cities and nation. And so, um, we've got to be that there's too many men hiding in the background, um, when we're supposed to be as a, uh, supposed to be at the forefront, there's there's nothing wrong with what women are doing. Women are great, uh, and women have 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 basically picked up where men have have uh, dropped the ball. Um, they're taking care of all of the kids. Uh, the Bible says, "Fathers raise your children." Uh, women are supposed to be the the helpmates that God has called them to be, which is to fill in the gaps where we can't be. Mm. But now they're having to not just fill in the gaps; they're having to do it all. Wow! Um, which has uh, put us in a, a crisis situation in our country because men are, are not in the position they're supposed to be, even though women are doing all that they can. And so it's just time to call men back.
Wow. So cool. So the movie is called Kingdom Men Rising, kingdommenrisingmovie.com for more information. And it's airing uh, across the, the country in theaters on April 29th and April 30th. And so make sure you get your tickets for those two days and, and show up and, and, and support this movie and, and really be encouraged uh, by this message. And, and so you, you've touched on this a little bit, but I want to unpack it even further. Th- this idea that and this movie covers it as far as guys are sitting on the sidelines. So, so I, I, I think we can relate, especially as sports fans, to that kind of illustration and concept and so the, the heart behind this movie no more passivity no more excuses so so what are some of the the practical ways that you feel like guys can change this mindset and an attitude where we are sitting on the sidelines yeah okay well practically speaking we're starting with the individual we're sitting on the sidelines um just in our relationship with god mm-hmm. our relationship with god is secondary it's not something that's primary in other words the Bible uh, and God do not get to control how we operate as an individual. The culture does, or our business does, or our money does. All of those other things have taken the place of God, and you and you know when God's place has been taken, because whatever that thing is defines how you operate and how you move and the decisions that you make. So whatever defines how you operate and how you move and the decisions that you make ha- has become God of your life. And God is supposed to be the only one who's able to do those things as an individual. So it's, it's time to go back to our relationship with God being first, being that he gets to define how we operate, how we move, and how um, we take care of our business. That's number one. Number two is the family. Um, the family is a big thing. When you have 70% of African-American families with no fathers, mm. 40% in rising in the Anglo community, 50% in the Hispanic community, I mean, you have this rising percentage of men um, not being present in the home. And if they are present, they're not present. So um, you, you have that problem. And so practically, uh, my dad would always say a man can lead his family for an hour to an hour and a half every single day if he, just, if he is just at the table. In the Bible, the table was meant for leading, not just for eating. Mm. That's where he would ask the children, what's going on at school? He would find out what's going on with your friends, who you dating, who do you like? He, he build relationship at the table and then pull out the Bible to, to teach their kids what the pastor said to them on Sunday. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You just have to listen when you go to church and mm. then rehash those things with your family during the week so that as those kids get older, uh, they remember all of the great nuggets their dad taught them because he sat at the table. That means phones off, iPads off, TVs off, and it's eye-to-eye relationship contact for an hour to an hour and a half every single day. That's a practical thing that men can do to be present for their family, and that Tony Evans did with all of us. And then thirdly is the church. Um, we have so many women who are serving in the church, uh, operating in the church, doing their best to give back to the church, but again, as like the family, men are missing in action. They're sitting in the pews analyzing the sermons, but they're not serving the church as the church. And mm-hmm. so men need to be back in their position uh, to serve and be great leaders to the church to show um, their sons and their daughters behind them that this is a place where we belong. We're not in this by ourselves. It's a community of believers, and we want to give to that uh, mm-hmm. because God works through the church based on Matthew 16. And then once those three things are done, you see that begin to permeate to the society. 
but the reason why we have a devolving society is because we have a devolving church. The reason why we have a devolving church is because we have devolving families. And the reason why we have devolving families is because we have devolving individuals. And it starts with the men picking up the slack in all of those areas. Oh, amen. Amen. Man, I, I, don't, I don't want you to stop. I, I appreciate it. Love it. Jonathan Evans, our guest right now on Unpacking It. He's an author, a speaker, and former NFL fullback. And he's a part of a new movie called Kingdom Men Rising. KingdomMenRisingMovie.com. Check it out. April 29th and April 30th in, in theaters uh, across the country. And, and so, man, Jonathan, you, you mentioned your, your dad, Dr. Tony Evans, and he, of course, is a well-known pastor, speaker, author. And so you grew up uh, you know, in, in the church and grew up with his leadership. So when did your faith become your own, and, and when did you decide to, to really follow a similar path as your dad? I was probably a junior in college when I said enough is enough, mm. and I realized that I can no longer hang on the coattail of my father's and mother, mother's relationship with Jesus Christ. I always known what God was doing through them. And I actually tried to run away from any path that led me to do anything that my father was doing, as uh, a lot of sons would say, especially when your father is as good at teaching the Word and has, has accomplished as many things as Tony Evans. That's like Michael Jordan's son trying to play for the Bulls. It just doesn't <laughs> seem right. It, it wouldn't work itself out that well. Um, but it's just one of those things where God got a hold of me, and um, I started doing some chapel services for Baylor University, because I, w- I went and played for the Baylor Bears and I got asked to do chapel once, and um, and God really worked through me. I mean, I mean, I think seventy guys accepted Jesus Christ that day. I'll never forget it because that was kind of the launching point for God saying, "Hey, this is this is what we're gonna I'm gonna call you to do uh, with your life." And again, I kept running. Uh, I went to the NFL, and and I wanted to play in the NFL. That was my dream. But through a series of blocks, God was calling me to ministry, mm. and. Uh, you know, I kept running back to the field, and me and my wife were saying, I don't think, you know, it seems like God's blocking us here from making a team and sitting in one space the way we wanted to. As you mentioned when you introduced me, it was like six teams in six years. Yeah. Um, so it was it was kind of hard, but it was really because God was using that as an experience to grow me, to call me, and to prepare me for how he's going to use me. Because now, as the chaplain, any player who has a problem or who's facing getting traded or getting hurt or getting cut or getting um, misplaced, I have a story to tell because I've already been through it. Mm. And so God just kind of uses your history to prepare you for the present and the future. And so that's that's the short story on, on how I kind of got to where where I am. But I, I had a good time building that blueprint watching Tony and Lois Evans, for sure. Yeah, no question. Well, I, I want to hear a little bit more about the, the, the football career and the maybe the disappointment of it, that, that maybe it didn't become the, the, the career that you dreamed of. How did you deal with that, experience that, and what kind of impact did that really have on you to, to who you are today? Well, big time. I mean, anytime you go through trials and tribulations or you don't get what you want or it doesn't seem like God is coming through or answering prayers or he's silent, um, those are always the hardest times in life when you feel like your dream is crashing down or not working out the way that you see it. I mean, expectations, I think, is one of the killers of all things. I mean, mm. it's kind of like, what are the expectations you have when you go into your marriage? What are the expectations you have when you go into your job? What are your expectations about your finances? What are your expectations about your dreams? Mm. And anytime those expectations aren't met, it throws people off. And so my expectations for my football career weren't met. And as the way I dreamed it, uh, that, that threw me off. It was tough. And it didn't seem like God was coming through. 
But now as the chaplain, I realize why he allowed it. Mm-hmm. The reason why he allowed it, just like it says in Hebrews chapter 4 about Jesus, we, have, we serve a great high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses. But the reason why he can sympathize, because he went through it. Uh, the reason why I'm able to sympathize with the players is because God allowed me to go through it. So the encouragement is that no matter what you're going through, God is going to use what you're going through and how he's going to use you. So good. So strong from Jonathan Evans, author, speaker, former NFL fullback, and a part of the new movie, Kingdom Men Rising. Final thought in regards to this new documentary that's exploring what it means to to be a real man in the midst of of cultural trends. Was there one part of the movie that that really stood out to you or or moved you the most that that you're excited for for people to see? Well, I mean, there's so many components of it. I can't just point out one thing, but um, just the message itself, men need to get out there. They need to see it. Um, wives, uh, uh, nieces, aunts, take all of the men in your life to this theater, and you'll learn a lot about manhood from God's perspective as, as well, what the expectations should be uh, biblically, and, and calling men to rise up to it. And so you want to use it as an encouragement, as a builder, and that's why uh, we did the movie. And so we're excited about it. But there's a lot of scenes in there where you'll get great inspiration, great nuggets, and maybe a couple of scenes where you may shed some tears. So you definitely uh, want to come through. And so we're calling everybody to the theater um, so that we can have positive impact in the culture. Amen. That's awesome. KingdomMenRisingMovie.com. He's Jonathan Evans. Man, really appreciate you being a part of the show today. Thanks for sharing some of your story and, and really uh, just an inspiring conversation. So, so thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you. He's Jonathan Evans right here on Unpacking It. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week.